0: Local news, talk, sports, and the hits of the 60s, 70s, and
1: 80s. Kane 107.5. Good morning and welcome to Bayou Sports here on a big uh, Thursday, September the 21st. Uh, a little bit of everything to talk about this morning. The uh, course, the Saints uh, head up to Green Bay to see if they can go 3-0 to begin the year. Elsewhere, uh, some baseball news, of course, as the baseball season winds down. I think the last games in the regular season to be played October 1st. Elsewhere, we'll have a couple of high school coaches on uh, later on during the program at 7.30. We hope to be joined with uh, Josh Learman of the New Iberia High School Yellow Jackets and at 8.05, a Carol Olivier of the Acadiana Christian Lions. Meanwhile, uh, with some other news, uh, just some headlines quickly uh, last night uh, in the Final Four. Well, uh, the women's NBA action: the Sun beat the Lynx on Wednesday night to make their fifth straight WNBA Finals. The Aces and Wings in Liberty Sun series both begin on Sunday. Finals or semis? Uh, semis. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, not the finals. The semis. I stand corrected. Also, I, I can't
2: uh, believe they have eight teams in that uh, playoff. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. There's only what twelve teams. I think and eight so. Of them make the playoffs. Uh,
1: I think so. Anyway, Lionel Messi made inner uh, a Miami return on Wednesday, but uh, you know the big soccer player uh early exited early with mysterious fatigue so uh, with that uh we got an, uh we got a baseball player that's uh going to be suspended uh, Brewers pitcher JC Mahea uh, was suspended for 162 games, which basically... Yeah, it's a season. That's right. Anyway, after a second positive test for a, a performance-enhancing drug, uh, elsewhere, a little football news for you fantasy players, and uh, this hits me, uh, Akers, uh, the Rams have traded starting running back Cam Akers to the Vikings, who have a league-worst uh, 69 yards rushing uh, through two games. So... Uh, Anyway, also, we'll see how that's uh, going to come take place. But in the meantime, uh, some Saints news. As, uh, uh, not surprising, but I guess timing is all about it, as Marcus May has been suspended for three games. Of course, the Saints' safety uh, has been suspended without pay for the next three games for violating the NFL policy on substance of abuse. The league released the following statement Wednesday, saying Marcus May of the New Orleans Saints has been suspended without pay for the next three games for violating the NFL policy of substance abuse. May is eligible to return to the Saints' active roster on Monday, May the 9th, and following the team's Week uh, 5 game at New England. Meanwhile, May was given six months probation after accepting a plea deal back in 2021, driving under the influence uh, uh, charge. The 30-year-old will miss the Saints' uh, games against uh, Green Bay, Tampa Bay, and New England. May is eligible, as I mentioned, to return to the Saints' active roster on Monday, October 9th following the team's week uh, five of games against the Patriots. I do believe that's up in New England. Meanwhile, with that, uh, with uh, May being – suspended the saints uh remain active and uh they picked up a former third round pick cameron Dansler uh is joining the saints practice squad of course dantzler was drafted by the vikings back in 2020 and from 2020 to 2022 he totaled 149 tackles 17 pass deflections and three interceptions and I'm pretty sure this young man played at Mississippi state and he's from Hammond high school. So, uh, he recorded 70.9, uh, uh, coverage grade in 2020, according to, uh, uh, uh the NFL players, uh, uh, pool. But, uh, uh, in 2021, uh, was even better the, uh, for him than uh, Dancer. He recorded a 73.8 coverage grade. He missed a lot of time in 2022 and saw his play decline a bit when on the field. After that year, the Vikings moved uh, from him, and he has bounced around from multiple teams since that move. Dantzler has most recently spent time with the uh, Texans, and uh, it will be intriguing to see if Dantzler can make a way back onto the active roster. He's a physically gifted cornerback with some upside, and plenty of uh, inconsistencies have surfaced along the way for the young DB. The Saints are making the move, of course, uh, with zero risk to try to bolster their secondary uh, depth. Uh, of course, makes sense for New Orleans in every way. And uh, speaking of uh, the Saints, they released their injury report for uh, this week, and uh, four New Orleans Saints players were listed on uh yesterday's injury report from the team's third week game uh, against the packers coming up anyway the also on the list a tight end foster morrow an ankle he did not practice yesterday along with a uh, running back jamal williams a hamstring he didn't practice yesterday quarterback uh, Taysom hill uh, a knee was limited in practice and running back kendra miller hamstring had a full practice meanwhile with the packers uh they have uh uh one two three four five six seven players on the uh injured uh, list uh tackle uh david Pakatari uh uh just a uh, rest and a knee did not practice along with guard tackle uh eggton jenkins a knee did not practice running back aaron jones uh you fantasy players uh, hamstring did not practice yesterday linebacker uh, rashawn gary knee limited practice along with uh lucas van ness an elbow limited practice wide receiver uh Christian Watson has has a hamstring but uh, was limited in practice and their punter Daniel Whelan, uh, a finger uh, a full practice uh, with that so uh, the Saints uh, head up to Green Bay going to serve correctly sometime I think around 70 degrees <laughs> uh should be interesting for the saints uh won't have to play you did
2: mention though pretty good chance of rain too
1: yes that's right uh i think 57 60 chance of rain up but no frozen tundra in that regard as uh certainly you would not like to play the packers in december early january up there saw an interesting article didn't uh, get to read much about it but uh you know tiger woods uh, dominated the golf scene in the early uh, 21st century and uh Anyway, Tiger Woods has spent much of the 21st century uh, with, uh, as I mentioned, dominating uh, golf in the world. Now he's learned to att- and turned his attention to a virtual form. Uh, in the news, Tiger Woods and Justin Timberlake, of all people, opened up a virtual golf-themed sports bar called the T-Squared Social on Wednesday in Manhattan, complete with four golf simulator uh, bays, bowling lanes, upscale dining, and the biggest TV in New York City, 200 inches of TV. Mm. Anyway, Tiger goes uh, virtual, uh, and uh, this isn't Wood's first foray into the uh, virtual golf. In fact, the uh, 15-time major champion is just a believer in the concept that he's launching a full-blown professional league. Both uh, Woods and Rory McIlroy are co-founders of TGL, which is a tech-infused golf league that will launch in January with six uh, city-based teams. And all matches will be played uh, at a uh, purpose-built 2,000-seat venue in Palm Beach, Florida, that combines a massive simulator— uh, a screen which is 46 by 64, with a real-life putting and chipping area. The 18 PGA uh, Tour golfers will be split into teams of six, and uh, the 12 who are already signed on include Woods, McElroy, Jam, John Rom, Justin Thomas, Ricky Fowler, and why virtual golf? Well, golf has uh, exploded in popularity during the pandemic, and that boom has led to an increased use of simulators, which are more accessible to the average golfer. And with that, uh, 15.5 million uh, of the record 41.1 million uh, Americans who played golf in 2022 did so exclusively in an off-course activities like simulators uh, per the National Golf Foundation and 25% increase since 2021. Of course, the Five Iron Golfer, uh, whose offerings are similar to the T-Squared, launched a franchise program earlier this year, to keep up with the demand, the global golf uh, simulator uh, market has a 1.6 billion last year and is expected to climb to 3.4 billion by the year 2020. From socializing to a spectator sport, the case for the T squared seems clear. Urbanites uh, want to socialize and hit some golf balls with the virtual golf has a spectator sport that's a much uh, flimsier pitch though it hasn't stopped major investors from buying in and that includes falcons owner Arthur blank of atlanta serena and venus williams of the los angeles mets owner steve cohen uh, of new york Uh, fenway sports group of boston have already bought four of the six teams TV networks are ironing broadcast rights for the TGL uh, 15 prime time uh, Monday night matches that will begin inter- internationally. And it seems right when ESPN's Monday night football schedule ends, the betting angle in its 2023. So naturally, there'll be a betting angle to all this. According to ROM, TGL's short, fast paced matches, they're only uh, two hours will allow for probability of a lot more live gam gaming or gambling i should say which is uh, a lot of the people are trying to do nowadays so interesting don't know if uh if teddy and boxcar talked about this uh monday on their show but i'm going to hand it over to him uh, interesting uh with that with these uh simulators and all with golf and uh just uh, high tech right now through the course so uh in the meantime uh, a little baseball news too jeff and i know uh the baseball races and the wild cards are heating up right now uh, with that uh, and uh, with the uh, baseball scores uh, last night. Uh, so, some interesting games in that regard, but uh, things are coming into place now. Cubby still, uh, if my memory serves me right, still have, what, a half-game lead uh, over... Uh, yeah,
2: I think uh, the Reds having lost, um, kept them in the mix. They got hammered by the Pirates. They... Turned the table on the Cubs from the night before, but Brewers uh, continue to roll, but they're pretty much uh, uh, already got the division, and Philadelphia, I believe, had one earlier in the day. They beat the Braves. Close play at the plate that could have gave the Braves uh, a win, uh, but uh, Philadelphia ended up uh, increasing their lead, uh, and and also Arizona won yesterday. Yeah,
1: they've won five in a row too. They're six and four in their last ten. Of course, the Cubs uh a little skid right now. Uh, they're three and seven in their last ten. They lost last night. They won uh, the day before. Uh, but uh miami 's uh, right there they 're a half game behind uh, the Cubs along with Cincinnati with one san francisco 's kind of fading a little bit too they 're four and six in their last ten they 've lost two in a row a, to two a team that they needed to beat that 's uh, right in, in front of them so <laughs> that 's correct anyway also uh, San Diego trying to make a little rush, but they 're four and a half back they 've won uh, eight, eight out of their last ten, but it might be a too little too late for the uh, Padres, who are three games under five hundred on the year. Uh, They're sitting at right at about nine games left to play. Of course, I mentioned earlier, the season concludes, the regular season, on October 1st. So uh, we'll see how that's all going to branch out. Meanwhile, over in the American League right now, uh, Tampa Bay holding on. uh, They have an uh, eight-plus, eight-and-a-half-game lead. Uh, Toronto is one up on the wild court, while Texas and Seattle are battling it out for the uh, final spot of course the Yankees next at eight games back with uh they're at uh 10 games left to play they're kind of kind of tough uh their numbers uh they're probably getting ready to be eliminated the next day or two uh especially with Seattle or Texas winning uh some of those games and speaking of Seattle they've won three in a row they're five and five in their last 10 while the Rangers uh Texas is uh won two in a row and they're six and four in their last 10 so uh with that, the Yankees playing right at 500 baseball and mathematically still have a chance, but uh, the probability is uh, not good for the Yanks uh, right now. Of course, uh, today in games, uh, Milwaukee at St. Louis again. It's uh, Molly against Nicholas. Uh, uh, of course, I, Molly if my memory serves me right, pitched at uh, Southeastern, I do believe, uh, in that. Uh, elsewhere, Los Angeles at Tampa Bay, uh, Toronto at New York, uh, Atlanta at Washington, Baltimore at Cleveland. The Mets uh, at Philadelphia. Pittsburgh takes on the Cubs today. Uh, Hendricks uh, and Oviedo uh, throwing for the Pirates today. That's a 640 uh, first pitch. Detroit at Oakland, uh, doesn't matter. Of course, uh, the Giants at the Dodgers. And, of course, uh, those teams, I think the Dodgers, and the uh, along with the Braves, have captured uh, their division. So uh, they're just playing out the steam. Uh, meanwhile, over in the American League, Baltimore, Tampa Bay have uh, clinched playoff spots, but not divisions for Baltimore, who has a -a two-and-a-half game lead over Tampa Bay. Meanwhile, Minnesota still leads uh, by nine games. Uh, They should wrap it up in the next day or two. And Houston, Seattle, uh, and Texas are all right there, those three teams, as, uh, of course, the Angels in Oakland have been eliminated from any type of playoff competition. So Houston, a half-game lead over both Seattle and Texas. And don't know if they play each any of each other for the final uh, eight to ten games of the league course. uh, The Astros are right at nine games left, along with ten for Seattle and also ten for uh, Texas in Major League Baseball. One other Major League Baseball story I picked up on, too, and we talked about him earlier this year, was uh, Arizona's uh, Corbin Carroll, who joined an exclusive club on Wednesday, becoming the first rookie and the ninth player in Major League Baseball history to have Hit 25 home runs and stolen 50 or more bases in a season. And when I read out some of the names of these people that in this 2550 club, it's pretty impressive. Of course, the uh, former Astros Cesar Sedano did it twice in 73 and again in 74. Joe Morgan did it both in 73 and 76. Ryan Sandberg did it with the Cubs in 85. Eric Davis two years, 86 and 87 with the Reds. Ricky Henderson did it in 86 and 90. Barry Bonds did it in 1990. Henley Ramirez did it. Did it in 2007. Ronald Acuna, Jr., of course, did it this year also and joins Carroll, uh, Corbin Carroll. Uh, of course, Rookie of the Year Carroll is the 16th pick in the 2019 draft. He most likely uh, will win the Rookie of the Year in the National League. Baltimore's uh, Gunnar Henderson, the 42nd pick in 2019, is also a virtual lock to win the award in the American League. So uh, we talked about Carol, uh, 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 young uh, Car- Carvin Carroll early in the year and how well he was playing for uh, Arizona. And uh, I think he made the all-star team, too, if my memory uh, serves me correctly. But uh, baseball season uh, winding down. Uh, and I saw a trade, too, uh, recently. Somebody uh, picked up someone. And I, I'm not sure you have to go through waivers at this time of no, the you year. you do. Yeah, so uh, there was a trade I saw uh recently to enhance a team and I can't remember who it was. I didn't I just glanced over it and wasn't familiar with it at all. So uh, anyway, uh baseball the last uh, eight to nine, ten games remaining through October first and uh some fights, some big <laughs> uh position battles uh for for division winning and also for wild cards. So uh we'll keep that abreast. Game tonight in football quickly. The Lorville Tigers journey to uh, North Vermillion to take on the Patriots in a big ball game. Of course, uh, uh, Lorville uh, looks to get back on the winning track after losing last week to uh, uh, Vermillion Catholic of the Screaming Eagles. Anyway, do Del- t- come Delc- tonight too. Oh, that's right, that's right. Artie did tell us uh, we uh, had uh, saw that wasn't listed too as they go to uh, Franklin to take on the Hanson Tigers in a Hanson. They host water. Lake Arthur. Oh, Lake Arthur. Well, oh no, Highland is it Highland Baptist? That uh, plays... Uh, and Hanson. Yeah, that's, that's what tomorrow I was thinking of. Yeah, that's tomorrow. He you thought you'd see a few more games tonight with the festival uh, taking place here in town. So uh want to remind folks that blocked off some of the parking here at Bullenay Plaza. So if you're heading downtown, uh, for whatever the case may be, uh, some of the parking has uh, been blocked off.
2: And, and tonight, of course, North Shore at Acadiana Christian, uh, and we'll have that game on the air.
1: Yes. And with that, that, we'll have Coach Carol Olivier on later during the uh, Bayou Sports. But in the meantime, time to take our first break here on Bayou Sports, uh, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We've got more to talk about. Uh, stick with us. We'll be right back.
0: Hey, guys. If you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Kane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy.
3: has been traveling
4: around District 49 talking to friends and neighbors about bringing prosperity and economic freedom to all our citizens. As we visited with thousands of people across our great district, many asked How can we get involved in moving our district forward? Join us by going to jacoblandryforlouisiana.com where you can easily sign up and join our campaign. Go to jacoblandryforlouisiana.com and register now to join us. Pay for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana campaign.
5: Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with LA Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also light and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at LA Classic Roofing and the number to call is 465 3888. LA Classic Roofing,
1: professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. Now back to Bayou Sports on the all new Kane 1075. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a big Thursday, September the 21st, and on the line with us is a uh, head football coach uh, with the New Arbor High School Yellow Jackets, uh, Coach Learman. Good morning, Coach Learman, and welcome to the show.
5: Good morning. Thank you for having me.
1: Anyway, Coach, uh, another big game for you this uh, this weekend. And uh, with that, uh, Coach, uh, how's your team uh, right now health-wise? And uh, what are uh, you looking for your opponent to do tonight? Oh, I should say tomorrow night, excuse me.
5: Uh, we're we're uh We're pretty healthy. Uh again we're playing another tough opponent. Uh Southside is, you know, very well coach. Coach Pontel does a good job with those guys. And uh, you know, they put they run an offense that fits you know, fits them really well and it's offense that you don't see a whole lot so it takes a lot to prepare for. So, you know we got a bunch of young kids out there, so, we, you know, we've spent a lot of time just getting them lined up correctly to all the stuff they're going to give us.
1: Coach, uh, you know, of course, Southside does not have a home field. Where would that game be played tonight uh, for our listeners if they care to uh, go watch the Yellow Jackets play tonight? Tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow night. Yeah, I feel that.
5: Right. It'll, it'll be tomorrow night at, at St. Martinville.
1: Okay. And that's what uh, – uh, that's been their home field now for two years now, three years now second uh, second uh,
5: year. second year I think this uh, is
1: second year, yeah, with they play uh over in St Martinville uh with that course of tigers uh, uh, the Tigers will be here in New Iberia to take on Westgate and uh, coach, uh uh with uh of course as you mentioned you're pretty healthy and uh, what what can our fans uh look uh the yellow jacket fans look forward to with uh south side? what would they throw at you offensively and defensively and uh, any any few players to keep an eye on tonight well uh,
5: offensively they're the uh they run that double slot option type stuff so you know it's just a lot of a lot of eye candy a lot of things that, that you know that can get your eyes messed up there's a lot of movement uh you know, defensively, they're they, they, are, they are in a the 3-3 three, three stack and just bring people from all over the place. So, again, you have to, you know, you have to trust your rules and, uh, you know, we'll see if our young kids are, are ready for that.
2: Coach, uh, you know it's been a, a tough schedule. Uh, played uh, three pretty solid teams, tough losses in those games. Uh, what do you see as a key to uh, trying to uh, turn the tide a
5: little bit? Well, we just got to continue to get better. You know, we try and get 1% better every day and just, you know, continue to get better. You know, it, it, the, the schedule is what it is. You know, there's not nothing we can do about it. So, you know, we tell the kids that, you know, just play, them at, play the games as they come, try and be better each week, and, you know, it'll turn it'll turn at some point in time.
2: No doubt. Uh, again, uh, at Southside tonight, um, we really haven't talked about uh, the Acadiana game specifically. Uh, anything uh, coming out of that that you – uh, can improve upon and or learn from.
5: Yeah, I mean we can can, we can always improve, but you know, against the K D N, you the first half we were you know we were pretty competitive. You know, the score was twenty nine to seven at halftime. But you know, we had a touchdown in the end zone that the referees missed uh, that could easily made that game twenty two to fourteen at halftime. So you know, the, the first half we were competitive, <clears throat> and then the second half, you know, they just they just wore on us, and uh, which is what they do. And you know, with with a bunch of young kids on the field. You know, it's a learning process for them every single play. So, you know, we're just, you know, staying positive with them and uh and uh just trying to keep uh, chopping wood.
2: There you go. No school tomorrow. Uh, any uh, so uh, any different protocols as far as making that trip?
5: Uh, no, it'll be the same for us. The kids will come in at the same time they normally would during school. So, you know, we try and keep it as the same as possible.
2: Gotcha. Anything uh, the fans need to know as they head to St. Martinville for the game? Uh, any different protocol for a road game?
5: Uh, no. Uh, game times is at 7 o'clock tomorrow night at St. Martinville. And uh, I believe they can purchase tickets online or at the gate. So either way.
2: Real good. Coach, anything else before we let you go? Anything of note on campus?
5: No. Uh, no. Everything's quiet over here. All
2: right. Well, Coach, uh, again, appreciate you joining us. Uh, and uh, again, if I didn't tell you last week, no show Saturday. So, uh, again, uh, I'll look forward to checking in with
1: you next Thursday.
5: All right. Sounds good. Thank you, guys. You bet. All
1: right. Good luck to you, Coach. Anyway, tough uh, tough schedule and a tough district at uh is playing I mean, too.
5: I, I don't know
2: what kind of team Opelousas is, but, uh, I mean, it's, it's – um, that's a tough row. Yeah, That's I know. For sure.
1: Op- Opelousas is a fine running back too uh that uh is being highly recruited by many schools. He's only a junior. I do I do think might be a senior, but a uh, a fine running back of course with the rest of the district out there with uh they've got to go to Barb and come back home to play uh Como and Sulphur, and then their last game against a, an old rival, Lafayette High, will be played at Lafayette High off of Congress Street uh, over in uh, the Lafayette High campus. Uh, so uh, the Yellow Jackets, uh, uh, Coach Lehrman, uh, you know, like he said, they're young, just have to get experience, have the game slow down for some of his team. And uh, as we mentioned, good luck to them. They're going to be playing tomorrow night over in St. Martinville at uh, Tiger Stadium uh, right there uh, down uh, highway 31 uh louisiana 31 uh right there off uh back of the school back uh, of the campus I always hate
2: uh, going there yeah it's one of the worst facilities to try and broadcast from
1: yeah i can remember before the school was built the old high school was more centered in town and the stadium was out there so you had to go out there and play in that stadium uh, out there uh with that uh can remember and that's uh been uh quite many years ago but uh Anyway, the St. Mortonville Tigers, uh, uh, of course, uh, they journeyed to town to take on Westgate uh, uh, tonight. Uh, tomorrow night. I keep thinking that it's Friday, but it's Thursday. And, uh, of course, uh, with that, uh, other teams in the area. The Panthers will host Leesville uh, tomorrow night at Panthers Stadium. Uh, West St. Mary will uh, host St. John uh, out of Plaquemine, I'm pretty sure. Elsewhere, uh, high school uh, football in the area, too. In that regard, we mentioned about the delcom Panthers uh, hosting Lake Arthur, uh, the Tigers over at pa- uh, uh Elsewhere, Holland Baptist will uh, travel to Franklin to take on Hanson Memorial. The Lorville uh, Tigers play. They do. The Lorville does play tonight yes. as they journey to, uh, I guess, uh, uh, North Amelia, uh, somewhere around Maurice. I believe that high school is uh, with that. So they take on the Patriots tonight. Uh, and I'm trying to see if I, any other Generate Tigers look to make it 4-0 as they journey to Centerville to take on the Bulldogs in a big uh, uh, battle game. And uh, I'm not sure if that's a district game or not. It, I think it is uh, as uh, the season plays out for the Generate Tigers. They're 3-0 right now.
2: Yeah, that, they're in district.
1: Now. Yeah, and they they also uh, not only have uh, shut down people pretty well, but uh, beat Lake Arthur 32 to uh Last week, along with uh, beating a 4A team in Morgan City uh, the week before. So uh, the general Tigers uh, last year having their first uh, winning season in quite some time and hosting a playoff game for the first time in many years. So uh, good luck to them as they look to go uh, 4-0 uh, this coming, uh, I believe that game is tomorrow night. Uh, uh, so good luck to the Tigers, uh, Jeff. Uh, just uh, amazing what they've done in the last two years, too. Uh,
2: yeah, and, and again, uh, they've maybe uh, found their home in class a versus uh, you know the thin numbers that they had as a two a school
1: yeah uh, with that uh, still have a, a few more minutes on uh, so uh, also uh, another interesting piece too with uh, the NIL legislation it's so moving at such a small uh, and slow pace the NCA has long pled with congress to pass a federal law regulating Name, image, and likeness. And this week in Washington...
2: I just don't see how they do it.
1: Yeah, uh, this week in (laughs) Washington, top officials get another chance to speak and face-to-face with lawmakers. Meanwhile, uh, where it stands right now, the NIL is governed by the NCAA and own uh, policy in the 30-plus states who've uh, passed laws. And there's a general consensus that uh, uniform and federal legislation would be beneficial, but there's been little movement so far. And what they're saying uh, at first thought uh, to be a bipartisan issue, the matter has divided uh, already, uh, splintered in the U.S. Senate and others uh, uh, with that. So what are the odds that uh, that? An NIL bill passes in Congress soon. One athletic director asked lawmakers on Tuesday, I think the odds are 60 40 that we get it done, answered uh, one uh, senator, the ranking member of the committee that holds the jurisdiction over such bills. But later, another senator offered a rebuttal. The chances are not 60 uh, 40, they're less than 50 50 that Congress does something to comprehend. And, Uh, Something comprehensive uh, in the short term. Meanwhile, the key sticking point is should student athletes be viewed as employees of their university? Uh, Some think that uh, that is increasingly attractive, but one senator vehemently uh, disagreed. Should student athletes be employees? Jiminy Cricket, as he said, are you crazy? And still no movement. There was a two-hour NIL congressional hearing on Wednesday, uh, the ninth in the past four years. The talking points remain mostly the same as they've been from the day one. So uh, with that, uh, I'd like to see some type of uh, action put on it. Uh, I, I just can't see throwing a million dollars to a young man who uh, – does a 30-second commercial uh, that's probably worth $10,000 to an actor uh, that might uh, do a sh- shop like that. but uh, And uh, also, I know you are totally opposed uh, to kids transferring in and p- having maybe— I, Well,
2: that's, that's the key. I, I think that's what the NCAA can do. They can do something about transferring. They can do something about the portal. I don't think they can do anything to stop a kid from making money. No. You know, I agree with that. And, and again, you, you know, it's you, you can make sure the schools don't pay them, don't facilitate it. Um, you know, uh, boosters, uh, booster clubs. You could probably do something about uh, the NCAA. Could. But not Congress.
1: Yeah, uh, I tend to agree. But they need to put some type of value to the dollar that one of these young men earn through the course. Capitalism.
2: That's what they're going to say. Oh, Capitalism. I know. It's a I free know. Free market.
1: Oh, I hear you. But uh, it's I'm, I, my fear is still is that you're going to have maybe fifty to sixty teams playing in a super conference and. Uh, uh, well, well, these kids. Of course, uh, there are a lot of debate whether these kids go to class now, but uh, with that, but uh, that's my fear. I don't think but that I'll, is I'll see that it. is
2: another thing that the NCAA can hammer on. Yeah, uh, education, and uh, you know, it's tough to maybe be. Uh, on your Instagram account or TikTok account if you have to study.
1: Yeah, that's true. And I did see something recently looking like the USFL and the XFL might merge.
2: There there was I talked a little bit about that during TESH Matters and you know I've made it clear uh, on this show and other places that I have no use for spring football. However, you know, if people enjoyed the obvious solution is for those two to merge, uh, find some happy ground, and make one decent league instead of two borderline uh, minor leagues.
1: Well, and they could be uh, minor leagues to pump players to uh, into the NFL because, you know, as well as I do, they have a few players each year that play in those two different leagues that have opportunities to play in the uh, mm-hmm. the National Football League. Uh, the New that. Orleans Saints made a – Jim Moore came into New Orleans. He brought four, or five, or six of them with him with uh, Phil Miles. And, but but uh, keep
2: in mind, that was not – a minor league. That was an attempt to be a major league. True. They, they paid a lot of money for guys like Herschel Walker and Jim Kelly and Doug Flutie. Uh, I mean, these guys would have been NFL players uh, at, at jump, but they tried to compete uh, uh, financially. And the good thing is about these two spring leagues. They're not doing that.
1: Yeah, but they still have players that oh, bounce yeah. through. I mean, uh, players grow from 25 to 30, and, uh, and uh, they uh, can play, uh, play up uh, to their potential. So, uh, anyway, it'll be pretty interesting. Anyway, just time to take a, another break here on Bayou Sports. You're listening to uh, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. Uh, stick with us. have got more to talk about along with uh, Today in Sports History and Coach uh, Carol Olivier uh, a little after the 8 o'clock hour. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A.
5: Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at LA Classic Roofing and the number to call is 465-3888. LA Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. With more
2: than 50 years of pain diagnosis and pain relief experience, Headache and Pain Center offers the latest in interventional pain relief techniques at two locations in Gray and here in New Iberia. Compassionate board certified physicians and the caring staff offer minimally invasive ultrasound and fluoroscopy guided procedures that diminish or eliminate pain without open surgery opioids or major downtime when you're in pain you know who to call at a campaign center 337-560-0880 or go to answer
3: nowadays none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money that's why so many people call the schwing insurance agency to get a quote the schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows.
0: Hi, this is Boxcar Bagel, I'm inviting you to join me and PGA Golf professional Teddy Sliman for chip shots. Mondays from 5 to 6 p.m. We'll take an in-depth look at the local, state, and national golf scenes, and we invite you to chip in with your calls at 367-1240.
1: Chip Shots is sponsored by Golfballs.com and our local golf clubs, Eagle Ridge, Kane Row, and Sugar Oak.
0: So let's make it tea time for 5 p.m. on Mondays for Chip Shots on Kane. dream us live on Kane1240.com and catch the podcast the next day.
1: Now back to Bayou Sports. Phone lines are open to talk sports at 367 1240. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a big Thursday, September the 21st. And uh, just a couple uh, notes here. Uh, uh, taking away some of my thunder from today in sports history. But on this date, back 32 years ago, uh, the United States basketball announced the dream team and the roster ahead of the Barcelona Olympics, where NBA players were eligible for the first time. And that final roster, man, it was a dream team. Of course, Michael Jordan... Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, Charles Barkley, who, by the way, led the team in scoring. If you can believe that, I think he averaged around 15 points a game. Uh, Elsewhere, Carl Malone, Louisiana native, uh, who had a statue put up in his honor yesterday up at Louisiana Tech. Patrick Ewing was also. David Robinson, Scottie Pippen, John Stockton, who was probably the least known of the uh, dream team. Chris Mullin. Clyde, uh, Clyde Drexler, uh, along with one college player that they selected, Christian Leitner out of Duke. And would you believe that Christian Leitner, the college kid they uh, brought on that squad, was uh, reserved for a spot on the team? They chose Duke Leitner over Shaquille O'Neal, Georgetown's Alonzo Mourning, and others as Christian Leitner. And if my memory serves me correctly, I don't think he played that much in in those games up in Barcelona. Those guys. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, just just amazing. Just long for the ride. Oh, yeah. When you look back on that roster, uh, if you recall some of those games where they. He beat people about an average of 35 points or something in that vicinity. And uh, after the game, some of the uh, players in the other teams were coming up and asking for autographs and pictures of these players and all. And just an uh, unbelievable team, that uh, the dream team at the Barcelona Olympics. Uh, when you look at that team today, uh, Uh, With that, uh, just fine players. I remember Chris Stockton, they had an article in one of the national publications how he could walk around Spain and nobody recognized him. (laughs) Yet the others were just beaten down on uh, with uh, people asking for their autographs and uh, they couldn't even sit down and eat a meal as uh, the people and I guess they – People who were there to watch the Olympics in Barcelona in uh, 92, uh, just uh, the dream team. What more can you say? Anyway, like I said, not taking away some of the thunder of my today in sports history, but also in this date, in 1955, Rocky Marciano won his final fight knocking out Archie Moore at Yankee Stadium to retire with a perfect 49-0 record. Of course, a lot of debate on who was the greatest boxer ever, whether it was Muhammad Ali or Rocky Marciano or uh, John L. Sullivan, uh, just all down through the lines with the Mike Tyson being in there. Uh, but Rocky Marciano retired as the only ever undefeated heavyweight uh, champion. Of course, we mentioned Joe Lewis. He offered, a, he, def, uh, I guess, defended his title 25, 26 times, which was a record and uh, won them all. Of course, he went out into retirement, came back, and I do believe Rocky Marciano beat him uh, when he was late of age, maybe in his late 30s, but uh, not necessarily the greatest fighter, but uh, the only undefeated fighter, Archie Moore. Also on this.
2: Interesting, though, you said Rocky Marciano's last fight was at Yankee Stadium. That's right. And today, that's the reason why today in 2008 was the last game at
1: Yankee Stadium. You, t- you took the words right out of my mouth, too. Uh, in 2008, the Yankees beat the Orioles uh, 7-3 to in the final game of the original Yankee Stadium. Uh, and uh, with that uh, that game, of course, the house that Ruth built opened up in 1923 and, uh, of course, I think the Yankees were the first ones to draw a million fans to the ballpark. You know, baseball. And Yankee Stadium back then held 65,000, maybe 66,000. Never was able to go to Yankee Stadium. Flew over it. I can remember looking down and seeing it. Uh, and the new Yankee Stadium is built not far no, from the, there, just right in the uh, area.
2: Yeah, and then the former parking lot. Now it's a bit of a park. Uh, in fact, they built a little league field or something. Really? where kids can play. Uh, uh, I don't know if Home Plate is a part of that or not or if they did a special shrine to, to Home Plate over there. But yeah, it's it's basically across the street.
1: Never been to Yankee Stadium. Had friends that have been to games there uh at Yankee Stadium, but uh
2: yeah, I was fortunate In 1983 me and my buddy uh, were just about ready to head back to school, and uh, we decided to make a road trip. We decided to just go to New York because we'd never been, and we didn't even look at baseball schedules, but then we realized the Cubs were in New York really over the weekend, and the White Sox were beginning a series uh, the Monday, and so it's like, eh, let's uh, we, so we hit them both. Got to go to Shea on the Saturday. Uh, it was It was the biggest crowd of the year. At Shea, uh, it was uh, tote bag day. Okay, promotion day, I was going to say. And we walked up to the the will call window and said, you got any decent tickets? And they handed us like these fourth row tickets behind the first base dugout, the third base dugout. And you can recall
1: what you paid for a ticket No, at the time? Eight, something
2: ridiculous. Ten, twelve dollars.
1: Amazing, amazing. Uh, of course, Yankee Stadium, man. Uh, the Yankees christened that stadium, too, by winning the World Series that year. Uh, as the, yeah, the, as the Yankees year. did yeah. in 1923. That was the, if my memory serves me correctly, that was, wasn't necessarily the first pin that the Yankees won in 23, but it was the first World Series title that the Yankees won in 1923 of the Yankee team. So uh, interesting as it is, too. So uh, with that, of course, got a big football game on tonight uh, on uh, the prime. Uh, the 49ers uh, will host the Giants tonight. Uh, of course, the 49ers, are a ten and a half point pick. Uh, of course, kickoff will be approximately uh, 7.15 our time. Uh, of course, it's in the home open of the number one team in the power rankings. So, uh Anyway, the Niners are 7 and 0 in the regular season since uh, Brock Purdy became their starter in 12 and 1 in the regular season since trading for Christian McCaffrey uh with the only loss coming in his debut. So, uh be interesting to see how that that game's going to go on tonight. Of course, other big games, of course. We got the Orioles pl- taking on uh, the Guardians, or I should say the Guardians hosting the Orioles or the Mets and the Phillies, that's going to be on Fox tonight uh with that. So, uh Elsewhere, uh, just looking around, uh, other NFL news. Or there are nine winless teams in the NFL through the first two weeks. Uh, with that, uh, also, did you see where <laughs> a Blue Jays pitcher? He's the, they calling him the Sleep King, uh, uh, and his name is a Japanese pitcher. You see, you see, uh, Kai Kuchi left Tuesday's game with cramps and blamed it for his lack of sleep. You ready? The night before, he only slept 11 hours. Anyway, mm-hmm. he went on to say that he normally gets 13 to 14 hours of sleep, typically going from at bed at 11 p.m. and waking up at 1 p.m. So uh, anyway, for reference, most health, health experts recommend adults to get seven to eight hours sleep a night. Anyway, uh, how would you like to be a life of luxury? When I grow up, I want to be a major league pitcher, work once every five days, Make millions, sleep till 1 p.m., crush sunflower seeds and bubblegum, occasionally run to first base, but mostly just walk to and from the mound at a leisurely pace. Uh, what a gig, huh, to be a major league pitcher and sleep to one every day. Anyway, uh those teams that are started off the year O and two, the Bears, the Bengals, who would have thought the Broncos, the Cardinals, the Chargers, who would have thought that? The Panthers, the Patriots, the Texans, and the Vikings. So uh those teams right now are the O and two teams for uh NFL right now. And uh we'll see what takes place in the meantime uh with those games. So uh also on tap uh two uh, some college games uh, uh, this weekend. Big college games uh, at eleven o'clock. Florida State journeys to uh, uh, Death Valley as they take on Clemson. Uh, of course, Florida State three and O, Clemson two and one. Another big game later on that uh, afternoon is Colorado. They're going to journey to Oregon to take on the tenth ranked uh, Ducks. Of course, Colorado nineteenth ranked the Buffaloes. That's a two thirty uh, kickoff. Uh, another game at the same time, Ole Miss uh, travels to Tuscaloosa to take on Alabama. Well, the Alabama's already changed their quarterback, what, two or three times? Uh, they're going to go back to Millmore, I believe. And uh, we're going to see, of course, Dart, the transfer from USC, is the uh, starting quarterback for Ole Miss. Uh, Ole Miss, uh, uh, I should say, Alabama, seven-point pick in that game. Of course, later on that evening, uh, Arkansas, the Razorbacks, uh, We'll be in uh, Death Valley at LSU to take on the Tigers. Uh, uh, Tigers, a 17-half-point pick in that ball game uh, at uh, 6 o'clock kickoff. And that game's going to be on ESPN uh, uh Saturday evening uh, with that 6 o'clock kickoff. Uh, Other games of note, uh, number 24, Iowa is going to journey to Penn State to take on the Nittany Lions, Penn State, the two-touchdown pick. And another big game uh, that night at 6.30, that will be on NBC as the Fighting Irish uh, take on uh, the Ohio State Buckeyes of course, Ohio State comes in a three point pick. The over and under of that game's 55.5. As I mentioned yesterday, too, oh, Andy Pilney was a, a running back back then who threw a touchdown pass in that game. I think in 35 and 36 were the only two years Notre Dame has beaten Ohio State. Ohio State holds a commanding 7 uh, 2 advantage in that rivalry. You think, what are they? Maybe 150 miles apart or 200 miles apart. Uh, and they've only played nine times uh, in the last uh, 90 years. It's kind of surprising. Notre Dame has a pretty good rivalry with Michigan, uh, but uh, playing Ohio State, very rare. But Notre Dame on the short end, they're 2-7 and seven against Ohio State. And that game will be six thirty on NBC, as I mentioned. Uh, other games around the country uh, uh, that are going to notice, uh, of course, Michigan takes on Rutgers. They're a... Uh, uh, Michigan's a 24-point pick in that game. Looking for other uh, games uh, of ranked teams right now. Uh, Miami uh, journeys to Temple. The Hurricanes, uh, three-touchdown pick in that game. Other games, uh, uh, UCLA at Utah, 22nd UCLA takes on Utah, number 11. Uh, Utah is a four-and-a-half-point pick in that game. That's going to be on Fox at 2.30 uh, Saturday. So, uh, in the meantime, looking, uh, of course, the Cajuns. Will finally be at home uh, uh, to play a ball game too, as uh, the Cajuns. Uh, I'm trying to remember uh, Buffalo. Yeah, the Buffalo comes to town to take on the Cajuns. The Cajuns uh, right at a ten point pick, nine and a half. Uh, that's a six thirty game over at Cajun Field. So if you'd like to travel about twenty miles up the road to watch the Cajuns play against Buffalo, Cajuns come in two and one with a big win over Birmingham uh, UAB last week up in Birmingham. I think forty one to twenty one. So. Anyway, uh, time to just about take another break here on Bayou Sports. Uh, We'll be bringing on Coach uh, Carol Olivier at 8.05. So, with that, we've got more to talk about along with today in sports history. Stick with us, we'll be back with more right after this. Athletic Field provides challenges that test their competitor. It is in that challenge that you realize you can accomplish things you have never thought you could accomplish. I am Jacob Landry, and I'm running for state representative in District 49. I've created hundreds of jobs. Good paying jobs that families can build prosperous lives based on those jobs. This is my challenge, and I need your help. Your vote and your support will ignite a bright new future for all of us.
0: Paid for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana campaign.
2: to AnswerToPain.com
0: Hey guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish you need to look no further than Kane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens the recently refurbished sand traps and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy.
3: Why are Interscholastic Sports called the last classroom of the day? Because they teach students important life lessons like teamwork, accountability, and perseverance. School sports are so much more than a game. They're about developing the whole person. That's why they're an essential part of every student's education. Encourage your student to participate in the last classroom of the day. Interscholastic Sports in Louisiana. This message presented by the LHSAA and the
0: Louisiana High School Athletic Directors Association. Now back to Bayou Sports on the all-new Kane 107.5.
1: Welcome back to Bayou Sports uh, here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. Just uh, some quick quick notes here before we uh, get Coach Carol Olivier on the line. Meanwhile, Jeff, the first coaching casualty of the NFL season uh, came with the Bears as Alan Williams, the defensive coordinator, Uh, resigned uh, uh, it was announced uh, yesterday and he said I'm taking a step back to take care of my health and family I appreciate the opportunity to work with the Chicago Bears a storied NFL franchise with a rich history Uh, Williams said in a statement he went on to say that I value the NFL shield and all that it stands for and after taking some time to address my uh, health I plan to come back and coach again he added Williams 53 has been taken away from the Bears since uh, last week and what was team classified as personal reasons. Of course, detail around Williams' absence had uh, been vague, including a one-sentence statement from the team Wednesday uh, with that, Jeff. So, uh, anyway, uh, first coaching casualty of the season uh, with the Bears, a uh, defensive coordinator. I uh, don't know if they've announced uh, someone to take his spot. I know Eber
2: Fluce called defensive plays last week, the head coach, and I'm not sure if that's going to continue or if they're going to try and elevate somebody.
1: Well, on the line with us right now is uh, head football coach of the Acadiana Christian Lions, uh, Carol Olivier. Good morning, coach, and welcome to Bayou Sports.
4: Good morning, good morning. How y'all guys doing this morning?
1: It's still early yet, but uh, so <laughs> we got to make it uh, here, coach. And how about the Lions? How are the Lions doing right now, coach?
4: Healthy, man, and excited to play a senior night, on the festivities. We got the 70s disco theme going on for the pep rally, so... Guys are dressed up, but most importantly, man, they they hunger to go celebrate.
2: There you go, Coach. uh, Remind us of uh, last week's game and how that went for you. I know it was a big sixty-eight to nothing. I think the final.
4: Yes, sir. We uh, we had first down after that Clarksville. Just again played well Uh, defensively. We've been really sound Uh, executing the install, read our keys. Uh, we end up. I think we had maybe three. Another another game. Three uh, touchdowns from the defensive side of the football. Like I said, that's a rarity. And I, I want to say offensively, I don't. I don't think we had, but maybe nine plays total offensively in the game.
2: Gotcha. This uh, game tonight, rematch and uh, your league. Uh, you do home and home, and uh, you uh, dominated. Uh, North Shore last year, the Vultures, or last earlier in the last month, I guess. Uh, I think it was August 17th you played 42-17. Uh, to 17. What were the keys uh, to victory that night? And what do you learn from having played a team uh, already this year? Uh,
4: one thing, you know, that we're looking at, we, we actually, when you go into the scouting report, you, you scout them against someone else. We didn't have film on them last year. So coming into that game. But this year we got film on what they do against us. So um, we're able to actually look at how to adjust to those things. And we, want, we weren't quite the team that we are now, so I'm anxious to see on the second half of our league how we play against the teams that we've already played against. Uh, so I'm excited to see if we can put together an even uh, better game plan and play an even better game tonight.
2: Gotcha. Now, looking forward to calling the game tonight. Keith and I will be at Jenner at High. I want to remind folks where you play most of your games home games at Nish tonight at Generate High but having uh, never called an 8 man football game before uh, what what should i be looking for
4: um basically 8 man rules and everything is the same as 11 man uh, the only difference is you have to have uh, uh five men on the line versus uh seven uh, but uh everything else is football we don't we don't train the to feel like in the midwest to full field um in I guess you can say a lot of explosive plays with the with the field being so big. There's normally a lot of explosive plays you can look forward to tonight.
2: All right. I know statistically uh, your son Ty Olivier uh, dominating uh, a lot of those team stats, but tell us a little bit about some of the other players, uh, guys to look out for tonight.
4: Man, uh, Jewel Wilder, um, he, he, he plays everywhere for us. He's uh, he's kind of like our push on and knife on our offensive and defensive line. You see him line up at DN nose guard. You see him line up at guard, tight end, fullback. About six three, two hundred and thirty pounds. Extremely physical, can fly, rangy. Um, size size actually um, equals out to the to the to the uh, next level. Um, Everett Higgins, he's another guy, senior. Um, plays on both sides of the ball, starts both ways. Extremely physical guy. A blue-collar kid, loves to work, very strong. Um, also, um, we have uh, Malachi Kuhn, um, a, a recent transfer, plays defensive end, really, really fast, can fly, learning the game day by day, but it has some exceptional quickness on the line. Uses his hands well. Caleb Broussard, who is our Mike linebacker and our fullback, um, really physical kid, a sophomore, uh, plays hard, uh, got to love him. And then we I think we right now we we probably boasting the best receiving core um you know, in our league right now with uh Noah Land Close six foot two wide receiver, long fast, run great route. Brandon Judice is probably the craftiest receiver we have on our team right now. A coach's son um uh, just knows how to find his spot. Um and then we have Lane Abear who's our who rounds it off at our wide, uh, catches the ball well. Probably our possession receiver, but um, he does well. And then, of course, our uh, DBs are led by Weston, Landry, and um, Jonas Pelche. Those guys, they play on the island. They got to play man all night. And they do an exceptional job. I don't think we gave up a passing touchdown so far this year.
2: Very good. Well, Coach, uh, looking forward to being out there this evening. And since uh, you normally play your home games at Nish, anything folks need to know about uh the trip to Jenneret tonight.
4: Uh, no, I, I, I'm, I'm gonna tell them um, if we can have them to do anything, is leave early because uh, senior presentations is at 6:30. We're gonna we're gonna present the seniors, and then we're gonna come out of the tunnel. Um, I'm super excited about the fact that we're gonna have you guys out there. I do not want to um, not mention how extremely grateful we are to have Kenny at our um, game tonight. We know that y'all are staple in high school football in this area. And we're so appreciative of that I keep pre- preaching to the boys like to, the, tomorrow's a big night for for our school, and uh we got the guys coming out to check us out so we got to be on our best behavior um and, and this also we're gonna have the daily librarian out so it, it's gonna be nice man tonight everything is set up for a good night, so we're just hoping we could we could not disappoint you guys
2: well coach again, we're looking forward to it, and we'll uh, certainly uh start to keep you on our radar for our schedules uh. You know, last year uh, you reached out to us, and, and the season had already begun, but I'm glad we were able to connect before the season so we could include you in this year's broadcast schedule.
4: Yes, sir. Thank you guys so much.
2: You bet, Coach. We'll talk to you before the game tonight. But again, thanks for joining us this morning.
4: Not a problem. All right. Take care. Coach yeah, good luck to you, Coach. Carol
2: Olivier. And, uh, again, uh, looking forward to it. N- never uh, did an eight-man football. I played, uh, you know, uh, pickup football, games yeah. pick-up mm-hmm. games uh, with that kind of a situation, but never
1: called a game. So. Yeah, just the speed of the game with eight men on the field. You know, it's the same dimensions. Uh, the field is 160 feet uh, uh, across and uh, basically 300 feet long. So, Opens uh,
2: uh, up the field a little bit. Similar to Canadian football. I mean, they play. 11-man football, but the field's bigger. It's a yeah. little wider. It's a little
1: longer. And you punt on third down, too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and uh, it's what the end zones are, what, 20 yards instead of 10, I think, Canadian 15 football. 15 or 20, league. I'm not certain. Yeah, it's, it's a deeper field than, uh course uh, again uh in the canadian league everybody can motion you know you, you just in uh, the nfl college at high school only one person can be in motion but in the canadian league it's like a chinese fire drill you just see people flooded all over the place anyway today in sports history uh on this the uh, big thursday the 21st of september uh, with that course back in 1906 the new york highlanders First baseman, Hal Chass, he has 22 put-outs in one game and a 90-in-a-game. That's unbelievable. A lot of ground balls, uh, I can say that. Elsewhere, uh, and it, uh, they went on to win the game 63 over the White Sox. Also on this date, 1934, St. Louis Cardinals, the Dean brothers, they shut out the Brooklyn Dodgers in a doubleheader. Of course, uh, uh, Paul uh, Dizzy uh, is, throws a one-hitter, and they beat the Dodgers thirteen to nothing. Well, his younger brother Paul comes back in the second game and throws a no-hitter. They beat the Dodgers three to nothing. Dizzy told Paul, "You know, if I knew you were throwing a no-hitter, I'd have thrown one too." <laughs> Typical Dizzy Dean. Elsewhere on this date uh, in 1952, the Boston Braves put, put, turns out to be their last home game at Braves field in Boston, losing to the Brooklyn Dodgers 8-2 to before a crowd of uh, 8,822. Of course, the team relocates to Milwaukee before the start of the next season, and uh, they just, I think they drew over 2 million fans that first year in Milwaukee back in uh, 53.
2: Did, do you know, I mean, they played their last game, but people knew right i mean they had m- yeah i think made so but, st- but still had
1: eighty eight hundred people of course that's where babe ruth uh, uh, played his last year in the major leagues was the boston braves he was hoping one day to become a manager he never did get that opportunity he was a coach for brooklyn for a while but never got the chance to be a manager in the major leagues also uh, i mentioned this earlier today back in 1955 in his last fight uh Undefeated World Heavyweight Champion, Rocky Marciano, KOs light heavyweight uh, Archie Moore in the ninth round at Yankee Stadium. Uh, Just a big game. Also on this date, 1956, the Yankees set a dubious record. They strand 20 men on base as Mickey Mantle hits a 500-plus foot home run against the rival Boston Red Sox, uh, and they win 13-9 at uh, Fenway Park. Elsewhere on this date, course Mantle that year in '56 won the Triple Crown. I think he hit 52 homers that year. Batting average, just three sum knocked in 100 plus runs. Anyway, uh, also on this date in 1971, in American League, uh, um, the Washington Senators uh, they okay a move. The American League okay's their move to Arlington to become the Texas Rangers. I believe too at the time Ted Williams uh, was, he was the manager. The manager. That's right. Also, on this date in 1982, the NFL players begin their 57 day strike as, uh, who was it, the 49ers went on to win uh, the uh, Super Bowl that year with Joe Montana. Elsewhere on this date in 1985, Michael Spinks beats Larry Holmes in 15, become the heavyweight boxing champion of the world. Also on this date in 1986, the Jets beat the Dolphins. 51-45 to 45 in overtime, a record at that time, 884 yards passing in that game. Also on this date, 1990, Major League Baseball Commissioner Faye Vincent turns down the Chicago White Sox bid to reinstate 68-year-old Minnie Minoso as Manny Monoso tried to play what he played at least four decades. They were trying maybe a fifth. And then I think, again, uh, that would have been a sixth decade for Manny Monoso to play Major League (laughs) Baseball. Also on this date, 1991, of course, we mentioned the Dream Team was announced for the 92 Olympics. Also on this date, 1997, Mike Piazza is the second to hit a home run out of Dodger Stadium uh, this particular day. Also in 2008, the final home game is played at Yankee Stadium against the Baltimore Orioles. And uh, as the stadium, uh, the new stadium is ready the next year. Birthdays today. Got a big birthday, a New Iberian native born in 1951. Eddie Delahousie, born on this date. Of course, a Hall of Fame uh, racing jockey, uh, won the Kentucky Derby in 82 and 83 on Gata Del Sol. And I'm trying to remember the other horse he wanted on. Of course, born in New Iberia on this date, way back in 1951. Also, uh, passing away on this date, one of the great female athletes of all time, uh, she passed away in 1998, Floris Griffin Joyner, Olympic gold medalist in 100, 200 meters, 4 by 100 uh, world records in 100 meters at 10, 4, 9, uh, 100 meters, 200 meters at 21.34, dies of an epileptic uh, uh, seizure yeah, at 38 tragedy. years old. Also, a little trivia on this date: the only time the Alou brothers all played in the outfield at one time—Matty, Philippe, and uh, and Jesus—but uh, the brothers, two of the brothers, way back in the day, I think it was '66. Uh, they finished 1-2 in the batting race in the National League. As Maddie won the batting title, hitting three forty two, and Philippe finished second, uh, hit three twenty seven. And the quote of the day, I'm going to go back to Dizzy Dean. Dizzy Dean said, I ain't what I used to be, but who in the hell is? And mm. Dizzy Dean, uh, just uh, one of the big characters, and only played in the major leagues like five or six years, too. Got hit on the toe in an all-star game, broke his toe by Earl Averill. And his pitching motion changed, and uh, just uh, he lost his uh, uh, arm, uh, just started pitching out of a different uh, technique and uh, ended up blowing his arm out. And uh, Dizzy Dean, of course, uh, we can all recall him way back in the day doing Saturday afternoon games with his partner, Pee Wee Reese, doing CBS baseball games. Always seemed like the Yankees were there every blessed weekend. Anyway, Jeff, that's today in sports history here on a big September 21st. Here at Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240.
2: Of course, we want to thank our guests today. Uh, Josh Learman, head coach at Nish, and Carol Olivier at Acadiana Christian School. And again, uh, we'll be out there tonight doing uh, the North Shore versus Acadiana Christian game, our pregame at about 640. want to thank our sponsors, including Jacob Landry, candidate for state rep, District 49, L.A. Classic Roofing, the Headache and Campaign Center, Kane Golf and Turf Club, and... The Schwing Insurance Agency.